Iconic Talk. This is your community's podcast with conversations about real estate, local happenings, and all things Winchester, Virginia. I'm Mark Francis, a local realtor, broker, and owner at Icon Real Estate. And I'm Megan Eanes, a local realtor for 21 years and part of the Icon Real Estate team. Mark and I are so excited to share everything that we love about Winchester, Virginia with you. And we want you to be an informed, savvy real estate consumer in today's ever-changing market. Yep. If you want local knowledge, you have come to the right place. Well, your voice sounds amazing today. Well, thank you. Uh, the, it must be the acoustics of the room. It, yes? it must be. It's way better than it was last week. I, I don't know. <laughs> well, we're still in the same room for all the people that care. Right. The, the new Iconic Talk Studios being at 41 South Cameron. And um, yeah, there, there, there's potential for still some drill bits or sanding paper or construction like nail gun noises mm, in the background. Yes. Um, not that there's a lot of things happening, but it's just, just enough, just enough to still say, okay, there's still some modifications going on. Right. You may hear something during the course of this conversation. uh, Apologies if that happens. So, um, yeah, but just the the ambiance of the room, you know, we have like log beams above us, the the house, the building was built in 1757. I would love to find out the history on this. Yeah. Yeah. If walls could talk, right? Like that's a phrase. Oh yes. yes. Yeah. Well, um, it's nice and clean here, freshly painted white. So um, hopefully we won't get too high on paint fumes. But yeah. <laughs> um, so tell us a little bit about um, your life. Anything new happening in your world, Miss Megan? Um, just, uh, well, getting ready to literally today buy a new car. Um, and so I will say shout out to Jeff Garber at uh, CMA Hyundai. They are absolutely amazing there if you are in the market and looking for something. And I have looked and um, my, I went from four kids that I'm driving around all the time yeah. down to I have, you know, one is in Arizona, the other yeah. two drive themselves and I'm down to one and a dog. So hey, I don't need this big gigantic vehicle that's guzzling up the fuel. So that's big girl stuff now. Time to downsize. You know, I know move. it's like, don't need to, I can't, I can't even fit all my kids in this new car if I wanted to. That's no, great. <laughs> so, yeah. Gotta love that. You know, so how about just, you? What's going on with you? Well, you know, I still, uh, still have my grandmother in the basement, mm-hmm. still working, hanging out with her and she's making friends in that's the community. Awesome. Um, yep. Getting a chance to go out in the town with a new friend to lunch and go shopping. She loves to shop. So I'm excited she's getting more connected, so that's new in my world. And then, uh, actually, tomorrow, I'm going to be going to New York City to see a performance that my son is in, his New York City debut. Oh, that's exciting. So we are excited about that. What can you say what it is? Well, it's a compilation of a variety of dance performances that um, are from around the country, from around the area. And somehow his professor got he and another dancer in because their specific dance really impressed the professor. I think it's also choreographed by the professor. Mm-hmm. I, I could be wrong about a lot of this, but I'm just going off of what I think I know. Well, and, and so not what we do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so because of the networks of the choreography, along with uh, who people know, got to go to a location in New York City for this performance. So that's really exciting. Something about diversity and dance is what it's called. And, uh, yeah, so we'll be heading up to do that. So good luck to them. That will be an exciting, uh, experience just to see, Hey, how does it go? And what's the whole, yeah, I'm just curious what the whole show is going to be about. Right. So, well, I don't know about you, but I, um, you know, 
the market's a little bit slower than it has been. So this is kind of the time where um, I like to just kind of dream when I'm looking through the MLS for other clients that sure. I have. And yep. so I look all the time for the existing houses that are out there. But then, of course, um, you know, in the back of my head, my husband grew up on on land. We're currently in a subdivision and I've, I've had him in this subdivision now for almost 14 years. Mm-hmm. And so I always dream about what it would be like to have that land and where we would want to be and building and stuff and um i'm really excited about our next interview dreaming is good dreaming is reality good. <laughs> is better yeah i i keep t- i kind of stick with just the dream for uh-huh. a while because i yeah. you know we know some of the reality and yeah it's you can get a fantastic property and great house and all that stuff but uh, i'm just i'm personally not ready i'm fine with just the subdivision for a little sure. bit longer sure maybe when uh when all the kids are out of the house and it's just us then yeah it'll be a new focus well i'm excited as well you're talking about land and this idea of having a dream house and dream houses really in my opinion only come when you get a chance to design them and build them yourselves right um so we're going to bring things full circle talking about being in a new location full circle all the way back to our very first episode the start of icon was an episode where my business partner dave spence Mm -hmm. was first on back in july 2021 and he has not been on an episode since then. So we're excited to bring him on. If you want any of the background of who he is and his world and his experience, go back to that very first episode. Check that one out because we dive straight in, Megan and I, with Dave to talk about land mm-hmm. and buying land and all the many things to think through. So don't let this scare you <laughs> because there's a lot of content to I think cover it's here really inf- just informative so there you go it's, it's about educating yourself informative and educational here is our conversation with icon real estate's owner dave spence well, we are so pumped to have mr dave spence with us and this is the first time you've been with us since our very first episode and I'm excited to have you back. What's up? I'm ready. I'm excited too. Thanks Good. for coming back. Yep. Yeah. We and so as we were chatting before we had you on, you know, the idea of buying land sometimes can be a little scary, but we feel that there's more and more buyers out there who are willing to take that jump, and they don't really know what they're getting into. So to start us off the conversation, just give us a quick story. Just remind us of your background. Remind us of how you got into real estate. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, came out of college and then started with a high volume real estate agent, was the assistant, and then got my license through that. Um, and it was nonstop since then. So that's, that is literally how I, I was just talking to Bradley about how that, how that occurred and how I think that that is a good way. You know, that's a whole other tangent. One of our other agents. But yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, it's, and so you just hit the ground running right mm-hmm. away mm-hmm. And, you, and you did everything. We're yes. talking like rentals, residential land, you name it. Mm -hmm. So this, this idea of land, like I said, can be just slightly intimidating. Walk us through what you have typically seen in a transaction of just the process and people think, okay, it's the same, but there's little differences. So give us the process of when you go shop for land, put your buyer hat on. Okay. And, and what do you need to do? Okay. I think the biggest thing is like, the type of loan that you can get mm. for mm. buying land is totally separate than from residential homes. I mean that you have to go through more than likely a 
brick and mortar bank. Right. Um, you you could name whichever that would be. Right. Uh, so I think that that is the first step that a, you're going to tell the buyer. Like, uh, so you need to go there and say, hey, this is what it's going to be. Is it's going to be how much down payment? You know, what type? Of, what are you going to use the land for? Um, so I, that's similar to how I just sit down with the buyer to go f- set up my purchasing, um, you know, schedule with them is this buying land is like, okay, do you know how many acres you want? Do you want, um, like I wrote these down, you do correcting acreage. Like a lot of people have this idea of like, okay, I want to have five plus acres or I want to have one or two acres. Well, if you know the counties pretty well, so, you know, rural Frederick County, rural Shenandoah County, those types of things, and then you're going into West Virginia, it, it, it can it can vary, but more than likely you're not going to have much under that two-acre two acre yeah. market. Yeah. Um, so I think you knowing that kind of it will mm-hmm. pretty much, you know, start to direct the purchaser, the buyer of land in a certain but way. But qualifying is so key, like you said. I mean, just if just on a whim you're thinking that you can afford a – $400,000 house because you got pre-qualified by some lender. Now all of a sudden you're talking land. You need to go back to the drawing board, right? And mm-hmm. get pre-qualified because maybe the lender who you were talking with before doesn't even give land loans. Mm-hmm. And so that, that to me is critical. Right. I mean, before you even go down the process of saying, I want to do this. And then what are you going to do with the land? I think that's part of it too. Are you just going to sit on the land? Mm-hmm. Are you just going to, you know, buy it just to have like a fun little kind of playground area with hunting and camping and fishing and hiking or are you planning on building and then that comes into covenants and restrictions and are you allowed to on those pieces of land what you know it's it's crazy i think a lot of people think that when they buy land they can do whatever they want with it no not always the case yep that's what i had second zoning by yeah. your locale locale zoning is like it is very important which goes back to having an agent that is very well um, I don't know, seasoned in that because you can, people just go out, agents that are not aware can just go out and sell something and then their, their client is not happy based off of mm-hmm. the usage. Yeah. Um, and so I, I have that on, right next to each other, zoning the locales and then covenants and restrictions with making, saying that I think is probably even more of a, uh, um, a slice that you have to really take away because if you don't, the, the buyer, or their neighbor right. come yes. and tell them what yeah. they are. Because it might not even be an official HOA, Mm-mm. but you're still going to have potential covenants restrictions that you can go downtown, do the digging. Right. It, and if it's listed with a good agent, there might they might have them available and present them to you. But if they don't, then that's on you, the buyer, to go figure it out. Like some of them you can't even, like you can have five acres, 10 acres, but if you have a camper that you're not even using, you just want to park on your property, you sometimes can't even do that. So you really have to pay attention to what those are for what you want to use it for. Mm-hmm. Well, now that we've scared everybody away. so <laughs> There's no scaring. Yeah. It's just you, you it done, comes back to you need to have somebody seasoned. <laughs> yes. you, you've done your due diligence. You've done your research. And now you want to go through the purchasing process. Let's, let's take two scenarios. The first scenario, I'm not going to build a house on it. Okay? I just want to buy it. What, what then is next? I mean, you're still going to have to write an offer. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what do you next do? Uh, most of them are, you know, if you want to have a study period so that it's different than a home inspection because mm. it's not something to inspect uh, as far as a formal uh, construct build it, building. So I think that you do want at least, I would say, 30 to 45 days just to figure out what you can do. And it doesn't push you to have to find it the answer in seven days. So mm-hmm. 
those are going to be in your contract. Your financing is this similar. You know, you're going to have to have bank financing, bank appraisals. Um, they will take longer because you're going through a brick and mortar versus, uh, you know, the, um, I'm just going to use it for integrity home mortgage to go out and do it. They can get it through a lot faster. A brokerage firm that, you know, yeah, they have, they're shopping the rates. A yes. Brick and mortar, you right. mean some actual bank here in town. Pick, lending pick their up. own money. United Bank, yes. Bank of Clark County, you name it, go down that road and you're going straight to the bank. Right. Yeah. Because they, Megan's right, they're not going to sell it to the, the uh, investor market. It has to be an in-house mm -hmm. product mm -hmm. um, because of the risk. Of course, bank, and that's the other thing a lot of people don't, the bank is taking a higher risk on an undeveloped piece of property. Yeah. So then they might even ask, the bank might even ask, how long are you thinking that you're going to hold this as raw land? You know, those are other things that you, you need to know. Mm -hmm. So buying it without building is somewhat straightforward. Mm -hmm. I mean, once you get through that process, through the study period, your brick and mortar bank gets the money, you go to closing, it's yours. There you go. What about the scenario of, I'm thinking about buying some land because I want to build a house. Either I'm going to build a house later down the road when I can save up some money, or I'm going to build it now. Now what? This is a different world, right? Mm -hmm. Because what are the different things that a study period is going to hopefully reveal? Uh, that's just one th first thought. But then also the loan scenario is different too, right? I mean, that's a whole topic of construction loan, new build. What does that look like? So I'm leaning on you, you two guys. Let's um, <laughs> inform the listeners on Dave. that world. Um, I think the biggest is whether, you know, you, we talked about the covenants and restrictions uh, that's going to mm -hmm. play into these pieces apart, unless it's absolutely unrestricted property, which an agent should have done their homework to really know if that's what it is. But then you have minimum square footage that you have to build on. Right. Uh, and some of these communities where even though it's so rural and large parcels, there's, there's the developer wants it to stay a certain way so mm -hmm. they're gonna, and maintain uh, a consistency of, okay, I want everything to be over 2000 square feet above grade. Right. Um, those are terms for building, you know, building houses. And so, or the front of the house has to look a certain way, mm -hmm. you know, with either brick or stone or something like that, you know, and it, yeah. I think even with that, you've got to figure out, it's not just buying the land. Like when you're trying to come up with what your, I guess your budget is really, it's, it's yes, the land. And then of course, um, there's a house, but it's not just that. There's your utilities that have to play in also that they're not cheap. So there's the research period, of course, for the um, for your parking. See how much, you know, how many bathrooms you can have mm -hmm. on your property. That's huge because you could find the perfect piece of land. You could get the contract and then, you know, you want to build a five bedroom house and it perks for two. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes. So that's that's a vital part there mm -hmm. to make sure that you have the contingency to back out when something like that, you know, flares its ugly right. head, you know. So if you, I, I bring this up because I've had multiple clients over the years who have thought to themselves, I want to build a house. I'm going to go buy this land and I'm going to do it in my own time. And a couple of them have turned out, you know, not so great on their end, but it's, it's more of the, the clients um, need to do their own due diligence mm -hmm. with working with the builder with figuring out what those costs are to figure out like yet yeah, what are the potential covenants restrictions you know as agents the three of us who are talking here are realtor realtors so we're going to protect the client we're going to protect you as best as possible but then there's gonna be things that like is out of our world <laughs> and it's it's the builder it's the right. cost it's the timing it's all of those kinds of things so what are some of those things that clients should be looking at 
that are bigger picture scenarios. Uh, you know, when it comes to working with a builder, for example, sorry, excuse me, for example. I mean, I, I would say the big is time, the time that it takes. That's I, what I, I was thinking. I, I, that's the, probably the biggest, uh, variable that I've seen that affects people's, um, patience. Mm-hmm. Uh, they say, you know, the bill, like, well, we can do it in eight to 10 months or, you know, the pandemic was another thing. Well, getting supplies. I mean, we, I have builders now that are, that we're having that experience where it's like, you can't get the electrical box that goes on the side of your house to get mm-hmm. electric to your home. Like those things are just, and it's not, it's, it is not to the fault of the builder. It's just, it's supply chains. And I think that that's people really need to be told from a real estate agent, not the builder, because of course the builder, I think that they're going to kind of sugarcoat it sometimes because of course they want, they want the, um, the contract, but we know that it's usually a, a year. Yeah. If not more. And depending on when they're going to start construction, if you're having construction over winter, you don't know what kind of weather we're going to have, what kind of snow we're going to have, what kind of delays there are. So of course they're not going to be able to work. Um, you know, obviously if the, if the frame is up and those types of things, yes, but there, you've got to keep, uh, keep, can, you, know, you guys are the describing my clients to a T. So <laughs> thank you because that's exactly what has happened in a couple of the different scenarios. I mean, there's one client who they bought the land and it's, they're still working on constructing almost this pole, uh, house structure that took them forever to figure out septic and the mm-hmm. well in the water. I have another client that they went down the path. They, they did all the research of the cost. They started building the footers and then the, the cost of construction got jacked up. And so they put a pause and I think they built a garage, but not the house. <laughs> and now they're just sitting and waiting, you know? And so you have to really fully be eyes wide open of all the different possible scenarios and you can't predict everything. Right you know, of cost of goods getting jacked up and skyrocketing or potentially, you know, real estate market changes here and there. But I mean, it, it takes a lot, I guess, is the point of this conversation to, to purchase land and to build a house. Well, I think also you need to keep in mind that um, what if there's a lot of woods, you're going to have to pay someone to clear it. Mm. And we do have a lot of rock in our area. So then, you know, are you going to plan on having a basement? Then you, what you're going to need to do with that, if you're going to have to blast or, you know, trying to deal with the rock. And, and also, um, you know, your driveway, you know, trying to be able to get from the road to your house, that's going to be your responsibility too. So I, a yeah. lot of, I think a lot of people have that picture of I'm going to buy land, I'm going to build my dream house. And it's just those two things. And there's a lot of other steps. So I think the yeah. biggest thing someone can do is, is plan and know what they're planning for. And your yes, budget for the land, budget for the utilities for the house. And then, you know, what are you going to do and where are you going to be while all that is being done? And mm-hmm. are you in a one year lease? Do you have the opportunity, you know, the opportunity to be able to extend it a couple months if you need to, if there are delays. So planning is probably one of the, um, financing is the first I think. And then kind of planning. Yeah. So Dave right now, state of the union for the market. If you have somebody who's coming to you, a buyer saying, I'm thinking about doing this, buying some land, building a house, but you know what? I'd be open to see an existing house that has five acres on it as well. Do you, are you going to steer or lean one person in one direction or another based on the current market right now? Uh, I mean, you're going to know about it when you, that, like I said, you need to sit down with them and, and feel them out as far as their patient, I think on their patient's level of what they really want to find. And then is it, is it, is the land actually 
out there to purchase? Is it, mm. is it realistic? You know, mm-hmm. some people are like, I want 10 acres unrestricted. And I want it 15 minutes from Winchester. I'm like, okay, do, are you ready to spend over $150,000 just for the land itself yeah. without mm-hmm. perking? Yeah. You know, most of it would be perked at, at that point. But yeah, I think that that's the reality check that, that people need to have if they're going to go the route of buying the raw land. Then, you know, you can show me like, now you don't have to wait for that if it's already been improved. Mm-hmm. You can do it right now and you're going to probably, get, you're going to get a buy a higher, I mean, you're going to get a better rate when purchasing than buying raw land as well. And some people want their dream house. Some people mm-hmm. want the specific design, the specific layout of the house that they can't get anywhere else. And so now you're looking at yeah. land and building. And, and you kind of wish you had your clients that had done that, that you could tell them to call. I know. <laughs> right? <laughs> right. It's, yeah. And so the state that I feel like is in right now, I mean, if you have a choice, my personal opinion and preference is an existing house with existing land. Right. Um, because of the potential pitfalls that can happen. Not that you can't overcome them, but how you, you, can, you can't predict all the different expenses. You can't predict the timing. You can't predict, you know, all the different things and hurdles you might have to jump. So if you're prepared to go in with that eyes wide open, go for it. But as far as value, bang for your buck, I think you're going to get a better house in somewhat decent condition with land for cheaper. Mm -hmm. And I don't mean cheap as in like the house is cheap, but just less Less expensive expensive. as opposed to attempting to go buy land. Because I think the myth right now is if I buy land and build my my own house, I'll be able to afford it. And that's the current myth on the table, I think. Right. And supply is a problem in terms of, you know, there were issues with lumber and, and, you know, kitchen cabinets and those types of things. So you could be trying to build something, but you're going to be waiting, like you said, the electrical box. So are you prepared for that? Yeah. Yeah. Real quick, as we wrap up the shopping process, I mean, if you're, if you're, if none of this is scary to you, scary to you and you're like, okay, I'm still in the market. You don't go walking inside of a house and walking around like so. How can you, as a buyer, be proactive to to pursue lands? Because even pictures on the internet doesn't show the whole the whole scenario. So I have my, I have my list. Let's see the list. Like so, tell us about that. <laughs> so shopping I think process. The, I think the biggest. I mean, this comes back to the listing first to making sure that you have those for those photos. And um, I'm gonna throw a good little swing to Matt Lofton. Is that he'll do an overlay of the actual plot of land mm. with the um uh, the drone photo one of our photographers, one of our yep. photographers. Who, we've, who we've actually had on here yep mm-hmm. shout out to matt yep and so that's helpful to just kind of show it in the picture because you know you when you're looking at it some of these pictures are just a picture of trees so um that's not going to be helpful but i think also what's really good frederick county gis maps is topography mm. before mm-hmm. you go out and like spend time to to walk these properties, you might as well just go to, the, to that map. It will show you elevation. Because if it says it's got 10 acres and you're like, sweet, I've been looking for this property. It's <laughs> in a great location. And then you feel like you actually see the topography and it shows it's a ravine. Right. You're probably not going to want to go not out and walk it. Yep. Um, easements, things like that can change the, the way that the property is used, I think is another thing that a buyer really needs to be aware of because people's driveways are shared. Um, you know, you could have old farm, uh, logging roads that are, that have left been left on as, as easements. Um, and that's, I just having that correct documentation, seeing that what you're really purchasing, because some of this stuff is so old that it hasn't been sold. And now it comes on the market for the first time 
nobody's really done their their homework or their research and so that it was what i wanted to make sure that the buyers and i'll still say that like yeah it is somebody's property who owns it and trespassing is not allowed right and so if you're just doing a drive-by that's one thing but to go walk the property you need the permission and so Mm -hmm. it does take a realtor to help you with that especially if it's a listing that's in the system with another agent so use the agents to make sure that you're informing the owner of the day and the time when you go out there because you never know what's going on you wouldn't just walk into somebody's house because it's listed right just don't do that with the land either right it just seems a lot easier because there's no lockbox and there's nobody (laughs) around and let's just go on a little nature hike well we do live in the country (laughs) we do (laughs) so so be on the lookout well that was a lot of content. I agree. <laughs> and and it was a slightly different tone than when we first had Dave on for our very first episode. He <laughs> He's serious today. You right. know, he got a chance to hear of all the things that he goes over with his clients and um, with his world of knowledge and expertise. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you can hear he thinks about a lot of stuff before he brings the client out to go, to go see land. Right. And I mean, that was one of the biggest points is when you're getting ready to start the process is find somebody who's knowledgeable and experienced. And we yeah. talk about that all the time with, you know, when you're looking for a real estate agent, but not just when you're trying to buy an existing home, but when you are trying to find land, you really want to find someone that knows the area yeah. and, and has done this process before. And, you know, Dave has done it. Dave has, you know, works with builders and he's, he's extremely knowledgeable about, about this process. So it was really exciting mm-hmm. to have him on yep. and kind of hear his things too. And for us to um, kind of just have a, a discussion was really kind yeah, of fun. Discussion. Less of an interview, more of a, just mm-hmm. a collaboration. And it's funny, you, you say to make sure you have somebody who has a little bit of expertise. I remember when I first got into the business, uh, one of my original brokers reached out to the whole team at the time. was like, if you're going to be buying or selling land, I need everything to get filtered through me. And I was like, wow, okay. I, I didn't think it was that challenging. But mm-hmm. just the, the nuances of what to look for, the contract, the actual written contract, is less confusing than it is to buy right. a house because you're not buying all the things. It's with more it. simplified, but the but the whole project, the whole process mm-hmm. from start to finish, is something to really know your know your stuff. You right, know, know what's happening, and as a client, yeah, lean on the experts. So oh, definitely. Well, that hopefully, I feel like that we have a good catalog of information that is timeless. That comes to, you know, how to buy, how to sell, how to deal with land, right. how to, you know, if you want to be an investor, if you want to flip houses, you know, there's a whole catalog here. So well, we'll, we'll chalk this episode up to, you know, months down the road when any one of us or any one of you listeners has somebody that's thinking about mm-hmm. land, point them to this episode. Well, it's funny you say that because aside from, you know, this one, and I'm sure that I will use this episode and be able to send it to clients in the future. I just did that with a a client that's looking to possibly rent out their home and buy a new house Mm -hmm. and invest to start that process. And I was like, you know what? I have something you need to hear. And I sent them the episode that we had with Ross when we were talking about investing. So there's so many different options. So definitely, you know, share these with people that you know that might be looking, um, you know, it re- listen to them again if you need to if this is something that you're thinking about doing so this will just go into that archive of yep. great information with now land i just had lunch yesterday with a couple of guys who were talking about getting into that world they picked my brain and i pointed them to that episode mm-hmm. there you go so 
Well, let's shift gears here. Let's go into what's coming up. What are the local events in our area? This Saturday on the 13th, we have the Roaring 1920s Prohibition Party that's going to be at the Bright Box. It's a roaring good time featuring criminally good music, dancing, special drinks, and a costume contest with a cash prize. Cool. So dancing starts at $8, $18 in advance, $22 at the door. So you can go to uh, 1920s Prohibition Party dot eventbrite.com for more information nice can you believe that's a hundred years ago like that's so crazy you know people think that uh, the roaring 20s you know it's it's a hundred that was a hundred years ago yeah. a, whole, yeah. a whole century ago yeah it's uh, just crazy side note here have you ever seen that tv show um 1923 yes it's kind of a spin-off of yellowstone yep. just watched the the newest episode just recently so did i and mm-hmm. it just re- reminded me of that kind of era and that transition period of horses versus cars and, <laughs> and prohibition and you know what the way people lived you know, how crazy a hundred years ago was one what's funny when i even see that i think when um, they had a nice you know um view of the of the house of mm-hmm. course it's the same house that's in yellowstone and my thoughts are going how did they build that i wonder what the process was and right. going through like my realtor brain yeah. kicked in even watching tv shows <laughs> it was really kind of funny so yeah tv but, um, is not reality but no. your brain thinks it is yep. so yeah so there's also going to be an adoption event it's the margaret saving grace bully rescue that's going to be at lowe's on pleasant valley on saturday from 10 to 2 so they're going to have all kinds of dogs that are going to be there, and they'll also have their store merchandise available for purchase, and all proceeds will benefit that dog rescue. Cool. Mm-hmm. Love it. Awesome. Well, next week, we're excited to promote the upcoming interview is going to be with people from the Frederick County Economic Development Authority. Mm-hmm. So you're going to hear a lot of the inside information of what they do to support our town. And and here at Iconic Talk, we're always about promoting our local community. Right. and they live breathe and work to do that so it'll be exciting to hear some of the behind the scenes stuff with them so thanks for joining us on this episode of iconic talk and we hope you learned something from today's episode i know i did and look forward to sharing more with you next week remember when you look for a real estate professional Make sure they are experienced, innovative, personal, dedicated, and available. And we appreciate you spending some of your valuable time with us. And we'd love it if you take a moment to subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. Yep. And thanks to our editor extraordinaire, Simeon Battaglia. Until next time, Iconic. Iconic.